This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh, another Oscar contender for sure, just because of who's making it, regardless of how good the movie is, and Willis. Just go to your favorite trailer YouTube channel and sit there for a couple hours. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. What's going on, guys? We have some trailers to talk about today. It's trailer day. It is trailer day. This comes once, you know, every year, I guess we do this. (laughs) I feel like once every like six months or so, we're just like, well, there's a lot of stuff piling up here. True. Um, There's like a couple weeks a year where Hollywood just dumps all their trailers. And this past week happened to be one of them. We had D23, which is Disney's big like expo thing where they dropped a bunch of stuff. And then everyone else just said, hey, we're also going to drop a whole bunch of stuff. Netflix, you know, most of the studios. So we are going to talk about... All of that and more today. We're also going to give uh, a little bit of a follow-up to our Emmy conversation last week yeah. because the, the Emmys, Emmys happened. were this week, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll give some some thoughts on that and how it went. Uh, not too, too much on that. But before we get into that, let me just go over what's releasing this week because lo and behold, we have some stuff coming to theaters, guys. Start off, I didn't know this was happening. Maybe we talked about it, but Clerks 3 is here. Yeah. And it's coming out. Oh, it's here uh today actually or not today but um the 13th so <laughs> go check it out i guess it came out on tuesday that's what it said Weird. when i looked it up i don't think this is one of those like people care all that much about it i mean i'm excited for it um i am a huge fan of clerks um, yeah yeah i've got no and clerks too to a degree no you beef know. With clerks too is a, a weirder a weirder kind of situation yeah. but the jay and silent bob universe in general ooh, that felt weird to say uh <laughs> i mean yeah but yeah clerks three i'm i'm intrigued i'm like it's a little meta it seems for me but yeah. i think everything is now like you can't make a follow-up to something like this and not have it be crazy meta yeah so yeah. I don't know. It is what it um, is. I feel like this will be like the the period on the end of this though. It seems like a yep. Here we go. Makes sense. It's a trilogy. It's a cult kind of a cult classic yeah. series, so I get it. The um, Clerks trilogy. I get I can get behind that sense. That's Yeah. And hopefully that's where Kevin Smith's head is at too because like just yeah. stop it after this. Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he makes plenty of other stuff. Uh, he does. He does. I do I'm I'm actually a Kevin Smith fan. Um I love Kevin Smith. We also have the prequel to Ty West's movie that came out this year uh, called Pearl. So Pearl is coming out on Friday, September 16th. Yeah. How is this movie here already? So the reason- Wasn't Ty West the guy who didn't make a movie for like 10 years? Yeah. And he was and just working was in TV. About, and everyone was excited about X because they're like, oh my God, a movie. And now like- Two in one year? Tell me. Let's do it. Tell me. Okay. So X was produced um, by A24 in the process of making X- they kind of were in the middle of it, and he basically told A24 that, like, I have a prequel that I writ- I wrote with Mia Goth, and so, like, if you'll greenlight it now, we'll just shoot it back-to-back. And that's what they did. They shot it back-to-back. Wow. And they actually broke that news on the Big Picture podcast. It was pretty funny. Ty was like, oh, I've never told anyone this, but we have a prequel coming yeah. out. So, um, so, yeah, that's coming out. And as of right now, today, which is Tuesday, we they just greenlit the third movie which is called Maxine, which is going to be 
a sequel to Pearl, but a prequel to X. So I'm like, cool, give me more. This is just like- So it'll be the middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wow. yeah, let's do it. I love this stuff. It's campy. It's it's like kind of 70s, but new age meta. It's just really good. Ty West is a wonderful filmmaker, and Mia Goth is amazing. So yeah, Pearl is coming out. Yeah. We also have The Woman King premiering on September 16th as well. Yes. Viola Davis, yes. Lashana Lynch, John Boyega. So excited. Let's go. This looks like a badass movie. So excited. <laughs> it looks so good. I have only seen, I think, the one trailer from it, but I'm in, dude. Like, this looks like like intense and really, really amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's coming out. And it's actually, I just realized this, it's di- it's directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood, who did Love and Basketball and The Secret Life of Bees and The Old Guard, and she's just, like, a really amazing filmmaker. So I'm yeah. sure this is going to be an amazing film. It's you should look up Viola Davis has said uh, has given a couple interviews about like getting in crazy shape for this movie. Yeah. And it's ripped. really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. She's it's crazy. It's um, awesome. And it's really interesting to hear her like talk about it. But yeah. And seeing all of these uh, people in a film like this, I'm like, this is I've, I haven't seen Viola Davis in a movie like this. And. I feel like I just, I've been waiting for something like this, like where she shows yeah. the power of what she can do. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Oscar worthy, you think? I think it has the definite potential for sure. Yeah. yeah. Judging by what people are saying, they're like, this movie is pretty sick. So um, I feel like we're in a place where we, we can start being like, all right, is this going to be a Oscar? Is this an Oscar movie or is this just something? Ooh, when we get into the episode here, we'll have to make predictions on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, another movie premiering on September 16th to see how they run. Saoirse Ronan, Sam Rockwell, David Aiello, uh, Adrian Brody. Looks like a fun caper. I don't know. I mean- I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing this up too because we can talk about this a little, in a little bit in relation to um, Glass Onion. But like yeah. these ensemble like murder mystery movies are- The whodunit. Are becoming their own subgenre. Yeah. I mean, I guess whodunits have been their own subgenre for a long time, but like we're seeing like a increase yeah. in in them. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And they're pretty quality. I'm like, I have no issue as long as it's fun, you know. Yeah. Minus Death on the Nile. I mean, but- even, well, even Death on the Nile, I'm like. It was it, fun. You know, it was fine. It was not that crazy, but it was a massive cast. Yeah. Far more successful than other movies that have come out too, so. Um, so see how they run is coming out. We also have one smaller movie called running the bases, which is a baseball movie. I'm honestly, I saw the trailer cause it popped up on one of those compilations and I'm like, Oh, this must be something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it looks like it's a first directing attempt from these two guys. And, uh, I'm not a big huh? baseball movie guy, so, <laughs> but it's coming to theaters guys. So check it out if you are. Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> uh as for streaming we only really have like two things that i want to talk about one is the handmaid's tales coming back september Mm -hmm. 14th season five on hulu which is cool uh and then war of the worlds is like a series on epics which i'm like what Mm. which is uh premiered actually yesterday or not yesterday but monday so like okay i i saw trailers for this Right before I started doing making this list, and I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" Is this a? Yeah, this is like it's a new season, right? Is it? Because was this a show? I think 
I think this has been out for a little but yeah, I think they're on season three. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah. I didn't know World of the Worlds show was even out. So okay. <laughs> season well, there's three. where Gabriel Byrne is, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Um Oh my God. And it's on Epics. Okay. Weird. So yeah. Uh, Epics is one three. of those ones that I'm like, are, are Epics is making their own content? I, I guess. I guess so. Hey man, if Tubi's making their own content, I mean. I, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> making their own content. I don't know. So, uh, so yeah, there's some cool stuff coming to theaters, cool stuff coming to streaming. Um, but yeah, without further ado here, guys, let's just hop into this jam packed episode. Yes. So, the Emmys. The Emmys. Have happened. Yes. Neither of us watched. Nope. First off. <laughs> um, I'm shrugging. I'm like, I... I didn't yeah. have a good reason. Um, I just didn't. I'm... Yeah, I'm currently watching His Dark Materials, and I watched a couple episodes of that There you instead. go. Uh, so... Go. Didn't get us. I watched um, 13 Hours, the Michael Bay movie, so like, you know... <laughs> An even better reason. Very didn't get us. Um, <laughs> but I will caveat that with I did this morning and throughout the day watch most, if not, yeah, I won't say all, but I, a, a good majority of the acceptance speeches and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of watched it and I went, I kind of wish I'd watch this. Me too. Especially um, seeing who won. I'm like, mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird. I watched. I watched the opening monologue with Keenan Thompson, which I don't think I knew that Keenan Thompson was hosting it. I didn't either. Which is like awesome. Um, supposedly, and I haven't seen this, but there was a reuniting with Kel Mitchell. Really? Um, that's what I read oh, somewhere. Man. Um, that's actually amazing. Yeah, it's supposed. But they did a uh, a Good Burger reunion. Um, that's awesome. One of the the small bits. That's um, awesome. And the the overall theory is uh that they're going to be doing a good burger too now oh um, okay hey i mean love keenan and kel i don't know i mean <laughs> yeah interesting so there's that um the big thing of the night and we don't want to talk too much about this but yeah. the big thing of the uh the emmys not this moment of the night yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> the big thing is shirley ralph winning for Abbott Elementary, yes. in my opinion. Yes, at least. definitely. Um, absolutely, like, and Quinta chill-giving same, speech. But... Yeah, and what? And Quinta winning. Quinta Brunson winning for Abbott as well? Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Which was weird, because Jimmy Kimmel, I did see this, like, laid on the ground. That was a whole, yeah. Like, what is going on here? Like, I know it's that a That was bit, the cringe like, moment of the night, I feel like. What yeah. was the bit? Like, I don't get it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But yes, I continue. Just, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean her 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 acceptance speech was was amazing mm-hmm. uh to me. Um so good. I don't know. Yeah. Did you watch Abbott? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a funny show. Like one of those shows that I'm like So good. This is an immediate classic. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of those I was like watching, I was like, all right, like this feels like it has the same setup as like a lot of sitcoms kind of stuff, but like you're like you're in there with the characters pretty quick and you're yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm I'm hyped for that to to get a lot. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, a lot of just kind of what was expected. Yeah, there was a big point of contention with um, Bob Odenkirk not winning for Saul for his last for appearance. Saul. Yeah, but it went to Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game. So I'm like, yes, 
okay, you know, if we're going to do that's amazing, one or the yeah. other, like, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. <laughs> they both deserved it, you know? Well, and the big thing, too, is Succession beating out mm. Better Call Saul for right. outstanding drama series. So I'm like, dude, Saul. Which we talked about, like, oh, does the, you know, ending show always win? Um, right. But yeah, Saul and Ozark did not beat out Succession, which, which Succession, like, it's it beats everything. It does, which, which for good reason because it's an amazing show. But also, like, it will win next year. So, like, just you could have given it to yeah. one of the other shows, which would have deserved it. You know, they're yeah. not they, none of the shows, none none of the people or the shows that were nominated were undeserving. Like everyone across yeah. the board could have won this. Um, so I thought that was a little bit odd. I was thinking, like, is there hangover or like a hang up from Breaking Bad being like, well, he. Like this is kind of like the eighth season, you know, or whatever. I mean, it it, it is a weird like it feels like a a step aside, like yeah. not aside. It's it feels like it there is some kind of connection there to the Breaking Bad universe. But right. also it's like it's been on for six seasons. It's not like this right. is like Better Call Saul season one and they're like, Wow, this show spinoff is really great because right. it's all the same, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It is true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, shout out Michael Keaton winning his first Emmy. Yeah, um, that's big. He had a really weird speech. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's weird. Um, you know, Amanda Seyfried for the dropout. White Lotus cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lizzo yes. winning. Yep. Great speech uh, in terms of uh, for Lizzo's watch out for the big girls. Yep. Girls. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like, Cool. Yeah. It's weird that there are two or three shows that do just seemingly kind of stand above the other stuff. Like Succession. And Euphoria. Euphoria and, uh, well, I haven't watched Euphoria, but I was going to say Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, yeah. It's just kind of like. is If you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah. Is it that good? I know it's good. Yeah. It's that good? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like that's, I'm like, I can't even be <laughs> mad at it because it, it. It is storytelling and comedy on another level. Interesting. Like, and it's weird because it's like you say that and like shadows, what we do in the shadows, only murders in the building, marvelous Mm -hmm. Miss Maisel, hacks, curbed. I don't know what curbs still. That seems weird. I guess it is a bit odd. It's good. uh, Barry and Abbott Elementary. I'm like, yeah, yes. Like Ted Lasso stands Mm -hmm. apart from all of those right right um i'd say maybe barry gets in there but like it's on the same kind of it's it's succession for comedy like that's what it comes down to interesting okay all right i've been putting off watching it but like i guess i have to watch it (laughs) yeah you'll watch the whole thing you'll watch both seasons (sighs) i know i know oh my god i thought i was looking at it i saw oscar isaac was nominated for something i was like no way was he nominated for Moon Knight? There's absolutely no way it was not Moon Knight. <laughs> no, it was uh, Marriage. Yeah, Tales from Marriage. A marriage. Story, yeah. Tales from Marriage, yeah. 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 Um, uh, lost to Michael Keaton. Yep, yep. So I, was like, okay. I guess that's fine. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Emmys, I mean, it was not like a big shocker type of thing. Like, there was a couple yeah. of surprises, but mostly, like, when you look at the lineup of, of everybody who's nominated and everyone who wins, you're like, okay. Like I'm yeah. kind of like anyone deserves this. Like you've nominated a bunch of good stuff, you know. Yeah. Um. It's very weird to look at. Sorry, and I, 
to look at outstanding supporting actress in a limited series or TV movie, Mm -hmm. which went to Jennifer Coolidge, who I give mad props to for like dancing to the play, playing off music. Yeah. But like literally that category is seven women, five of which are from the white Lotus and two of which are from dope sick. Like there are two shows represented in that category, which I'm like, it's one of those, these shows kind of stand. Like, I feel like, it's easy to guess which way the television academy is going to go on stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer, but I mean, there's good TV on right now. Like, yeah. It's just really good. I suppose TV. I have to watch The White Lotus. Like, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Well, that was the Emmys, guys. So that's the past year. Uh, in TV. Yes. Um, Let's talk about the future. Love it. Of movies. Well, I guess we don't just have movies here. Um, There are some shows peppered in. A couple shows here, yeah. But but it is indeed the future. Uh, So there is a lot. We're not going to run through every single thing that dropped because there was just way too much stuff and stuff that we didn't necessarily care for. Um, But But we are going to talk about a lot. But we're going to talk about a lot. Strap in. Yes. Uh, do we want to just run down the list from top to bottom here? Uh, let's. Yes, but I don't want to start with this first one. Run us down the list, Josh. <laughs> so, like I mentioned, we're gonna do these two first. We're gonna do these first two. Yes. In an attempt to like not talk about them in excess. Yes. Yes. Just get it out of the way first. Yes. Um, yes. Because, like we said, while we're still mindful of our time, Disney's D twenty three was last week so a whole bunch of stuff not as much as i would have thought but a whole bunch of stuff was released so uh do you want me to run down the whole list no no let's do one at a time okay okay keep our listeners in suspense so we're gonna start with uh marvel's entry into this list which is secret invasion coming out yes question mark 2023 yes which uh is makes sense and this is the first we've seen of this Full stop. Like we saw, I yeah. think short at, of I, there was one photo of of, of Nick Sam Fury. Jackson, yeah. Which I'm yeah. like, okay, fine. I know he's in it. That makes sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is the first look we actually got of anything. And right after seeing the trailer, I texted you the trailer, and I was like, "This is pretty, pretty sweet. This looks kind this of looks really dope. awesome." You know. Yeah. It doesn't look super Marvel. I mean, it definitely no. is, but it's got a different tone, which I realized. So it's uh, Kyle Bradstreet, who's the producer and writer on Mr. Robot, which I'm like, okay. So mm-hmm. oh, the, I get, I that get the tone. There, yeah. yeah, I get the, I get what's going on here. Um, but it just looks really awesome. It looks different. It yeah. looks awesome. Like It looks more serious than some of the Marvel stuff that we've been getting, which yeah. is cool. And I think that's my main draw to this. I, I appreciate that. It doesn't look like we have any major heroes at play here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the scrolls invading. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like, you know, aliens. Yeah. Cool. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's other peripheral characters um, that we know from the MCU kind of coming together. You know, Sam Jackson, uh, Nick's Fury. Uh, Kobe Smulders. Colby Smolders. Yep. I, I uh, didn't even know 100% that's where you're going, but I, no, I was like, I was sitting there and I'm like, Robin. Robin. Nope, not Robin. Uh, Colby Smolders, um, Maria Hill. Yep. That was the other name I was trying to come up with. Yep. Uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman from, I guess you'd say from Black Panther. 
That's, I guess. That was his introduction. I mean, yeah. He was in Civil War. Yeah, he's he pops up but here he's, and there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like another, like here he is kind of floating around the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're getting Olivia Coleman. Yeah. In the MCU for the first time, which I'm like, so, hell yeah, I'm into like, that. What? Like one of the best actors of like the last 40 yeah. years? <laughs> like, like just powerhouse Oscar contender okay. coming in and be like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ben Mendelsohn, yep. who plays one of the scrolls from Captain Marvel there. Um, and Don uh, Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Okay, I guess he counts as like a hero contender, but also, it, you know, but I don't think he's suiting up in the war machine armor every right. two seconds. Right, right. And Amelia Clark joins the MCU. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Good cast. Good cast. Really and good like cast. not CG heavy, I think. It's a no. shape shifting, sure, but like sure. Not like Sea Hulk. She Hulk, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I get no no beef with She Hulk, but at the same time I'm like, I'm I'm looking this is what I was looking for to kind of get me back into this with something of order, more grounded. I kind of have beef with She Hulk. The the more I watch She Hulk, I like the show. The CG is bad. The CG is bad. Is yeah. like I tried to defend it. I watched uh I rewatched part of Infinity War the other day and I was like, you know what? Thanos is CG in this and he looks real as fuck. He like he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Sorry. But I can kind of yeah, I can kind Let's of Let's not get MCU here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. We're only on the first one. Good lord. Um hyped. But yeah, it looks like a spy thriller. And yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm I'm in. I yeah. I yeah, I can't wait for this to have to come out um and give us a little break from the stuff that we've been seeing and seeing a lot of these characters we we haven't seen in like years. Yeah. Like none of these people have shown up in the Nick Fury hasn't been in a in phase four at all, right? Nope. None of the none of them have. I'm like, okay. Nick Fury, last time we saw him would have been Captain Marvel? No. I don't know. I don't even know. I honestly that's, don't that's know. That's where we are, yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, safe to say we're both in on this. We're both really excited. We'll be eagerly awaiting and watching each week. Yes. Um something else though that we're we're definitely gonna be eagerly watching. The flip each side week. of the Disney coin, yeah. Yes, which is coming like next week, folks. Yeah. Like in a few days. Um, it's Andor, yes. which is the prequel to Rogue One yes. on Disney Plus. Um, which, I mean, yeah, looks amazing. <laughs> like, like, like it looks truly amazing. Not like, oh, Kenobi looks like it could be amazing. Yeah, like not those. This looks amazing, and it's got time to breathe. Yes, it's eighteen episodes. I think it's 24 episodes. 24 episodes? It's it's in the 20s, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it won't take 24 weeks. Like, they are dropping one or two at a time, or two, something, you know. I, I think Disney doesn't yeah. really care how many it drops at a time. I think no, they're letting people kind of dictate that. But yeah, they um, create the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> this is the story I, I'm psyched about mm-hmm. the building of the rebellion. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Like, this is what we're getting. This is going to be, like, the seeds of, like, rebellion growing and, like, joining together. I feel like this is going to be very split up and then kind of come together. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and yeah, I mean, this was, I mean, Rogue One was arguably the best Star Wars movie since, like, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, good. I was <laughs> so like, like, you finished that sentence. Since, uh, but uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, you know, this, and it's Tony Gilroy who is producer on Nightcrawler and House of Cards and the director of like the Bourne Legacy and Michael Clayton. And yeah. I'm like, so we have people who are 
tried and true on this. And it looks like Disney is get, not that Deborah Chow is a bad filmmaker, but it's Kenobi and you didn't have enough time. Andor yeah. has been in production forever. Yeah. Like, let's go. Uh, Diego and it's Luna not beholden to other characters, really. Like, exactly. Diego Luna, um, yeah, like established Cassian Andor, established by Rogue mm-hmm. One, but like, you know, but there like, wasn't a huge background not, on him. Exactly. Like, we didn't know. I'm, I'm not like a big Star Wars lore person, so I didn't know who that was. But yeah, and I'm, I'm really hoping that this doesn't, minus like the Death Star stuff, doesn't tie into the Skywalker saga, hopefully. That's yeah. what I've heard. I'm but hoping. Like, yeah. We're not going to see Grogu. When I can see Boba Fett, like we're just gonna power through this as a same thing. So I am willing to bet there will be one tie-in somewhere. Sure. That's gonna be yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> it won't be Luke showing up. Well, I, I like I feel like it's gonna be like Bo Katan or like someone from Mando, like sure. some random yeah. that's just like, oh yep, yep, this exists in everything else too. But Right, right. But yeah, Stellan Skarsgard, Forrest Whitaker, bring it on. Yeah. Let's go. Um, not on our list of trailers here, but worth checking out. Uh, there is a Mandalorian season three trailer out as well. Yes. That looks pretty epic. Uh, Mm -hmm. continuing the story. Um, why I bring Mm -hmm. up Bo-Katan because she and the other non cult member Mandalorians. Yes. Big players, uh, this season. That's all I'll say on that. Yes. So moving away from Disney now. Yes. We're moving on to little Netflix news here because I don't think this made either of our top five lists, which is kind of shocking. But uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, Knives Out sequel is hitting theaters December 23rd. Yes. Or maybe hitting Netflix. I think they're doing theaters. I think they're doing theaters too. Yeah. I Um, would hope so. I want to see this in the theater. And directed by Ryan Johnson again, written and directed. Uh, starring Daniel Craig and a whole host of anybody else you can think of. Yeah. They're there. And this looks awesome. It looks like exactly what I thought it would look like. Uh, it looks like a bigger version of Knives Out um, with a little bit more of an absurdist kind of story going on with yeah. more outlandish characters. I'm like, let's let's go. Dave Bautista is a YouTube influencer. Yeah. Let's go. Ed Norton is a billionaire. Like, let's go. Like a tech billionaire. Let's go. We got Jessica Henwick and Janelle Monae. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. two like newcomers. Like, let's go. Two really talented actors. Like, let's do Leslie this. Leslie Odom Jr., Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson pulling the, the with yes. credit. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like an absolute boss. Yeah. I am. I have a weird relationship to this movie. I am excited really? for this movie, but I really liked Knives Out. I don't. Yeah fully understand how this it's not this isn't it's not that i don't understand i totally understand but like yeah the massive like expectation and like excitement around a sequel to this even like Mm -hmm. just after i'm kind of like i sure like i'm excited but i don't i'm not as into this as i am to some other things on this list i'm gonna watch the hell out of it but i'm kind of like it seems like i don't know i'm like i want to have like some kind of oh yeah daniel craig's character there is like a legendary something that i'm supposed to know about or something. like but i'm just like mm-hmm. it's just a character like, right i don't know right because we don't have like a relationship with this guy really like we saw him in the first movie yeah. and maybe it's the way that it's being framed of where it's like glass onion and knives out mystery it seems like this should be like the fifth movie 
right in a series of knives out you know what i mean like they're acting like there's this huge lore behind it which i'm like there is to a degree but it's one movie yeah it's kind of like we just know who this guy is it's not like we really know much about his backstory you know so i don't know it's a weird thing i'm psyched for it i mean the cast is crazy Mm -hmm. as with a lot of these movies that we're about to talk about like insane casting it's a thing that's kind of like we're going into that is worth maybe exploring in another episode where it's like massive casts are up and coming or maybe it's something that it's like we're just we know more people these days maybe but it's like they're banking on these like like you noticed i think it's not started but house of gucci was the first one that i really took notice of where i'm like 12 names and they're yeah. all academy award winners i'm like the ensemble kind of went away for a while there where it was yeah. just like matt damon's opening a movie brad pitt's opening a movie yeah he was opening a movie jessica chastain's opening a movie you know and now it's like all of these people are in this movie so you got maybe it's like and it's not even really necessarily a-listers no you know what i mean i mean like daniel craig i guess a-lister like yeah a minus outside of Bond, <laughs> maybe I guess, yeah. but like the rest of them are character actors. Yes, you yes. know what I mean. And I'll put Edward Norton in there. Edward Norton also arguably an A lister, but he doesn't he, do that these days. That stuff, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. It is kind of crazy. It's just a lot of names that people recognize, which I think is interesting. But, yeah, but quality all around. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I don't have. Crazy expectation. I do like Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and I liked the first one. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Interesting fact. I'm looking at the IMDb here. Ethan Hawke is listed in this movie without a name. Ethan Hawke making his fifth movie of the year. My God. This guy. He can do it all. <laughs> Crazy. Oh. Uh, speaking of someone else who can do it all mr james gray making armageddon time coming out october 28th yes i love james gray i think that he is a filmmaker that's really undervalued um but i'm glad that he's making this movie which seems like it's going to be a very raw auto semi-autobiographical i think it's about him right from what i could tell I don't know. I know very little about this actual movie. Maybe not. Okay, yeah, I've only really seen, I've heard people talk about it and saw the trailer. Uh, but it looks quality. It looks like it could yeah. both break and warm your heart in different ways. Um, starring, seen, uh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was going to say, starring Banks Rapita, Anne Hathaway, Jeremy Strong, Anthony Hopkins, Jalen Webb. Another pretty stacked cast. Yeah, um, Jessica Chastain's in there too, Jessica I believe. Jessica Chastain, yeah. So like, again- with ensemble here, okay. Yeah, and again, like none of those necessarily A-listers. You know, we haven't no. seen Anne Hathaway in anything substantial in a little while. Jeremy right. Strong, you know, a TV actor. You know, um, right. and Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Is a legend, I mean, Hopkins like, did win the Oscar for best best performance last year. In the father. In the yeah. father. Um, didn't come to the Oscars though. <laughs> did come to the Oscars? Yeah, kind of woke up and went, "What? Oh, okay." But. Yeah, this looks, this to me, so we were saying earlier, this to me is going to be the one that's like, this is clearly an Oscar movie. Definitely. Um, And I feel like this is going to be the one that's going to be like, you gotta, you need to lift yourself to watch this one. You know yeah. what I mean? There's always that one movie every year that you're like, 
All right. This is going to be some heavy subject matter. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, which, you know, I think I feel like it will be less so than like 12 years a slave. Sure. You know, um, it's which no was Selma. Like the, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, this looks incredible. James Gray is, I feel like an underappreciated talent. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Like the guy a, is an amazing filmmaker. Yeah. And a lot of his movies aren't well known. No. Um, but are fantastic. Yes. Yes. I just recently watched The Lost City of Z and it blew my mind. So everybody watch it. It's it's yeah. a wonderful adventure movie. We own the um, night too, like back in the day is, yes. is crazy. Mm-hmm. The performance yeah. from uh Joaquin in that is incredible. Yeah. He's definitely undervalued. Uh, yeah, but hopefully he'll get hopefully maybe not. an yeah. Oscar nom here, and and w- people will start to sing his praises. Um, someone who I have a weird relationship to, and feel like he shouldn't be sung as many praises as he should sometimes, mm-hmm. but is is David O. Russell because he's got a new movie coming out called Amsterdam on October seventh. It's coming up right around the corner. Yes, um, another insane ensemble, like another like, insane ensemble, but with like true A-listers. an ensemble of true a-listers yeah <laughs> yeah 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 uh this is another like zany period like hi- movie like heist kind of like yeah not wes anderson but i can't really put my finger on i the, mean it the, is it is straight up a david o russell style yeah movie like that's the vibe that you're getting off is oh it's a david o russell totally yeah yeah um which again works for me sometimes doesn't work all the time i i think that this looks more fun than some of his other movies have been Mm -hmm. which has been my issue like silver linings i'm like it's a good movie i don't enjoy watching it at all you know i watched it once i was like eh, not not my thing yeah this looks like at least it will be a really fun time at the theater yeah um Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Christian Bale, Mike Myers somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, De Niro is in this. De Niro, uh, Anna Taylor Malik. Joy, Zoe Saldana, Timothy yep, Michael Oliphant, Shannon, Michael Shannon, yeah. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift apparently. We'll yeah, the see list how that just goes. literally Rock, goes yeah. on and on. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's Chris always <laughs> kind of been David O. Russell's jam is like I put together these massive casts and I think yeah. he's just gotten better and better at it. Yeah. You know, Um I would bet yeah. money that uh, Bradley Cooper shows up in this somehow. Um, because he must. He's in, like, he, he absolutely must. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm hyped for this. I love David O. Russell. Um, I think he has a very specific style that like yeah can be off-putting, but yeah. like every movie of his, every new movie of his, I feel like is still elevating his style. Like he's still improving. So totally, I feel that. Yeah, and it, I think this will be a. Yeah, a good one to go see at a movie theater because it looks like it's going to be a lot sure. of fun. For sure, like yeah. guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed. Um, another Oscar contender for sure, just because of who's making it, regardless of how good the yes. movie is. Uh, the Fablemans, which I've heard about since last year. Yeah. Um, I think probably since West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, it's Spielberg's new movie about his own life coming out on November 11th, mm-hmm. um, which looks as soon as the movie started... I'm like, this is quintessential Steven Spielberg. It's so Spielberg. Spielberg. It's so, <laughs> like from the first everything. frame, you're like, this is Steven Spielberg. 
the projector, the voiceover. Yeah. It, it just and I mean Spielberg's the maestro. He's the master at, yeah. at like Hollywood filmmaking. So this is gonna be a good movie, you know. Um, it's interesting because this also is a kind of a big cast from what I gathered, but it was kind of hard to figure out. Um, yeah, where did I put this? It's a weird list of people: Michelle Williams, yeah. Paul Dano, uh, Seth Rogen. Nobody's like doubling up in these movies, which I think is funny too. It's like everybody's working, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Margot Robbie. Well, Margot Robbie's and everything, but yeah. <laughs> but like this, I have a lot of time for Spielberg as well. It depends because I don't think every movie he makes is good. Uh, yeah. Or is my style, but I don't know. I think that it's Tony Kushner again. Like them collaborating is not going to be a loss in any way. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's Spielberg. Like you can't not be excited. Right. But I feel like I see the whole movie in this trailer. Like, yeah, the, the disapproving father thing. I'm like, I feel like they show scenes where you're like, Oh, and that's at the end where he becomes an approving father and like supports. Like there's only going to be one way that this movie ends, you know? Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Cause Spielberg's yeah. not one of those ones that's going to, throw you a curveball in the third act where it's like oh and then you know the dad gets stabbed on the way home from the theater or something like right you know, right um yeah and yeah. then he becomes batman i guess i don't know uh <laughs> i don't know i the biggest thing i can say about this trailer is my attention drifted away from it in the middle and i had to be like no i'm watching yep. this trailer i have to come back so i don't know we'll see how this yeah. goes me me too that definitely happened with me as well um which, honestly, with Spielberg, with later period Spielberg, that happens a lot with me where I'm like, this segment of his career is not my favorite. Yeah. I think he's good. But it's just because he's a good director and knows what he's doing. I think that his earlier work obviously spoke yeah. more to like I have heard the rumor, impact he made. <laughs> I have heard rumor, and I don't remember where I heard this. Um, so maybe I'm just spreading gossip. But this mm. might be like a period for him like this might be his mm. he's like this see now i'm like all in my head about whether i'm actually just making this up or if i it's alleged either way so yeah it's it's supposedly like this was a story that he wanted to tell and it's like he's doing it before he retires okay i mean hell of a career man you can stop any point I, yeah <laughs> i mean you know yeah rock and roll so I don't know. It'll be an Oscar contender just because it exists. Yeah. Um, but that's coming out. Uh, a movie that I don't think either one of us really knew was coming, uh, or know why really, is another adaptation of All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a, this is a movie that I don't think either of us really knew was coming. I don't have a big relationship to this story, nor yeah. the earlier adaptations. Uh, stars Daniel Bruhl, which I do love as an actor. This looks really brutal, like yeah. really brutal to the point where I'm like, it might fall closer into like a, like not in a Saving Private Ryan type of war film, you know, but more of, I can't even think of. Well, right the, the like, All Quiet on the Western Front from the 50s, 70s. I don't even know. Fifties uh, would make sense. It came. The book came out in the twenties. The seventies. Okay. 
1979 um was very much like all about not sugarcoating what it's like a brutal brutal movie okay and it's like yep this is how bad war really is doesn't sugarcoat anything there's no uplifting mm. it's just like fuck gotcha and i get the vibe that this is going to be very much the same because it's like that's just the vibe that comes off of the trailer yeah i don't definitely. I, I didn't know this was coming i feel like this might be in the same vein of uh netflix's time of like we're just gonna produce everything Anything that people have heard of, like let's just yeah, throw well, money in it. Yeah, yeah, like when they're uh, you know in, in they're currently in this. Um, oh well, let's think about what we're producing. But like, I think this yeah. was very much like a yep, green light everything. Um, not right. that it's not going to be good. I don't want to like say that, but like sure, it's a very weird time for a movie like this. Definitely, with no real fanfare. Like they yeah. did a trailer, but. You know, yeah. it's coming out in like a month and I yeah. don't know that they're going to do another one. So I don't know. I'll I'll probably check it out, but I'm not tied to this in any yeah. way, really. I, it, I Maybe. I, I think it played at the at Toronto. Yeah. And I think that's why we're starting to hear about it. But okay, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This might be everywhere in three weeks, you know. Um, right. But it's yeah. Netflix. Probably not. That's the thing. They don't really do the marketing thing very well. So let's pause for a second here. So thus far, we've covered Secret Invasion, Andor, Glass Onion, Armageddon Time, Amsterdam, The Fablemans, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Yes. That's quite the list. That's quite the the list to begin with. And I think we're about halfway through. Looks like it. Yeah. So here we go, guys. Let's keep it moving. Yes. What's next, Josh? So next, uh, we have something else that I believe premiered at D23, although I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. Which is the newest adaptation, the live action adaptation of Little Mermaid. Yeah. Which I knew was coming, and I knew was going to uh, star Halle Bailey. I knew that was that casting was, which I'm like, that's totally fine. Um, and we only got like a small teaser here, which was kind of like, almost a direct shot for shot from something from the original which yeah. was interesting but the thing that i keep running up against is that and this is the same thing with the lion king remake it's like these movies were animated for a reason it's yeah. because it plays better when you can do things with color and make it outlandish and make it kind of stretching reality yeah this is literally a woman sitting underwater it's dark. I was watching the trailer. I'm like, this looks like, like my worst nightmare. Like I'm, I'm someone who's not an ocean person. I'm yeah. like being in the middle of the ocean is like my worst fear. This was like, I might not watch this because it looks like she's just at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And it's dark and it doesn't look colorful. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Yeah. There's no whimsy to it. Yeah. There's no whimsy. There was no whimsy to the, to the Favreau's Lion King remake at all. Yeah. I just don't understand. I don't get it. I don't either. I agree a hundred percent with, with what you said. Um, the cast scares me. I mean, Melissa yeah. McCarthy is Ursula and Javier Bardem yeah. is King Triton. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but for me, the big takeaway I had from this that I was kind of like, uh, was like the, 
it's not really a vibrato, but like the articulation, I guess she does on her singing there at the end. Yep. I'm like, it's the little mermaid. I I don't know. I don't know what's weird about it to me, but I just turned, turned me off. I was like, no, we all know this song. We're all singing along in our heads to this with you. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like riffing off on it. And I'm like, I don't, I guess that's the style. Maybe I'm coming off as like cranky old man here, but like, no, I, I felt the same way. I, I'm just, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So who are these movies for? Cause they're not for the people who grew up on the little mermaid. They're not nostalgic. Yeah. They're not nostalgic at all. Are they for the new generation of kids? Because obviously they're marketed that way, but I'm like, who are these, who are you making this for? Well, here's the th- like, this okay so new generation of kids but no one's getting to this if they're not already being acquainted with disney princesses you know what i mean i'm like you know i don't have children but like if i'm raising a, a a kid like they're gonna see the little mermaid animated one because it's way more appropriate for kids right like way before they would any come anywhere close to this Right. So I don't know. I mean, I don't across the board. I'm like, I haven't watched any of these. Part of me wants to just like knock through through like Cinderella and Be- have they done Beauty and the Beast yet? I don't think so. But like they did. It was Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. Right, right, right. Um, and they did Aladdin, which was Guy Ritchie. Aladdin, Mulan. Like I want to yep. roll through all of these, but also I really don't want to roll through all of them. Like I want to look at them from a like, you know, film perspective of like understanding what's going on but i don't really want to watch these movies um exactly it's like they've taken the general premise and they've taken the fun out of it and i'm like i just that's not what these movies are supposed to be what they were and i've got no issue with them remaking it with like a different cast or whatever but i'm like i just in in no point did this not feel like a just a a, just a blatant cash grab yeah like and i and you're you're spot on i don't know who they're for yeah which I think is why they, well, they, they do fine, though. I don't know. Um, also announced at D23 um, in this same kind of vein, we're getting Mufasa, a prequel to uh, the live-action uh, Lion King. Is that I, Barry Jenkins? I, I don't know anything. Which I'm like, I just Barry saw Jenkins the title the Lord, and I was like, Ugh. But, like, what? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, these, yeah, Disney, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, we said, the two sides of the coin being Marvel and Star Wars. There's also the whole Disney vault there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And in that same vein, I guess we can go on to the next one, which is Disenchanted. Yeah. Yes. Sequel to Enchanted, uh, starring yes. Amy Adams. I have I watched Enchanted once, like when it came out. I want to say so. I okay. have very little memory 2007 so i have very little memory of this actual movie um i've no i've never seen it i don't know was patrick dempsey in the first one yes okay was it the whole cast marsden yeah yeah it's almost all the same i mean down to adina menzel like um oh okay yeah it's 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 a pretty continual casting okay i guess that's Give them some points for that. Yeah. I mean, well, if you're going to make a direct sequel to something like that, it's like, so this is a beloved movie. Mm, okay. Like people love this movie. Interesting. What do you think of Amy Adams in this? 
What do I think of Amy Adams in this? I mean, it looks like she's having fun. I'm confused about Amy Adams' career right now because I think at one point she was slated to be like the next, of course she will be nominated for an Oscar every year type of person. And then very very steeply fell off which i don't understand why it's not like she got worse she just started picking worse projects yeah and i don't know if this is going to be bad i mean if it's beloved i'm sure this is going to be the same thing right just continue maybe i I, does this look like the same deal yeah no this looks like a direct pickup from where where it ended um okay and it seems like it's going to be and the thing i'm liking about it is it seems like it's going to be like her turning into an evil stepmother yeah which okay. is like a really interesting take. And I do love like dark Amy Adams, mm-hmm. you know, like she, I think she has the acting chops to pull that off. So I'm intrigued by For this. Sure. I don't really know what's going on. It feels like there's a lot happening in this trailer. Definitely. That, like, I don't understand. Maya Rudolph is in it. Was she in the first one? I don't think so. I, and it doesn't look Maya like Rudolph. Susan Sarandon's in it either, but uh, okay. um, it's one of those weird things that I feel like she Amy Adams has like her role as Lois Lane has almost like pulled her into like like pe- that's what people know her for now you know oh yeah I completely forgot about that yeah because I'm like looking at her like her list of credits here I mean like Hillbilly Elegy mm-hmm. you know well she was in Dear Evan Hansen which like they can't all be winners uh, <laughs> yeah. but like Hillbilly Elegy Vice uh Arri- like Arrival was 2016, yeah. like Big Eyes, yeah. American Hustle, and then we're into like yep. her and the master and the uh, fighter, the fighter. But even as I go down, I'm like, it's always kind of, you know, a, a twist like that. Like she did uh, Leap Year, like ro- like a romantic comedy right before the fighter, um, and right after the fighter, she did the Muppets. So it's like, wasn't she in Talladega Nights too? She was, yeah. And I feel like that's the thing is like she just I feel like she just has fun doing this stuff. Yeah. You know, um, maybe she doesn't want to win an Academy Award. Well, she's got two fine. of them. Does she not? She has six. She's oh. been nominated for six. Never mind. OK. <laughs> she's never won, I guess. But yeah, I mean, Junebug, Doubt, The Fighter, The Master, American Hustle and Vice, you know, Oscar nominated and Vice was 2019. So, right. It's not like she can't get the good parts. I Yeah. Maybe she's just having fun. Well, and I would bet like to come back for a sequel to Beloved Enchanted, you know, there's yeah. probably a, a good paycheck behind that as well. I think um, so. I think so. And it'll be easy. Like it won't be something that requires too much of you. So yeah. Although maybe she'll go full force in this turning into the evil stepsister. Could be cool. I would, I, I would love it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on to something that I didn't know about until you yeah. texted me about this. Until the uh, the algorithm served it up to me, so yes, yes. Sometimes it works in our favor. Um, intergalactic, not intergalactic, intergalactic, yes. which is a new film created by Kid Cudi. Uh, that looks like a similar animation to Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. but not quite. Like three D, two D, comic-y kind of something going on there. Maybe ro- I don't I'm really po- know. What's that's going my wonder. On. Is it is it rotoscoped? Some of it looks rotoed. Yeah. The only thing that I'm like kind of hmm, I don't know is because the character that Timothy Chalamet plays in this yeah doesn't look anything like Timothy Chalamet. So I'm like, oh eh, uh, okay, okay, maybe well, not, maybe, but maybe yeah. something there. 
this looks cool. It looks like weird because it's a very straightforward story. Like with something yeah. like this, I'm always like, oh, it's going to be this big weird adventure. From what I can tell, it's a pretty straightforward story with like this cosmic yeah, style. animation style, which I'm like, okay, I don't know that it's necessary, but I always like Kid Cudi. I think he's a really, really solid actor and creator. So Can you... I don't know who Kid Cudi is. I mean, I know the name, but like, I don't, I, I'm too old. He is beyond my, uh, <laughs> my age range um, um, in terms of like, you know. I mean, like in terms of his music or his acting? He, well, he is a musician, right? He's a rapper. Yeah. yeah. Or he was a rapper. He stopped fairly recently within the last 10 years. Um mm-hmm. He did the song Day and Night, which you've definitely heard. Uh, okay. Pursuit of Happiness. Actually, you've definitely heard that song. It was yes. in like everywhere. Really good song. He's a really, really unique and interesting artist that I kind of wish was still making stuff. But he pivoted in, into acting. He did. Uh, he was an ex as a really, really like that was him breaking out into doing something else, which was cool. He was in. Um, wasn't he in Don't Look Up too? I mean, he was in he, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay, he was in Bill and Ted. I you mean, know. he really pivoted into acting, yeah. which is cool because he's good at it. And that's kind of all I have. I, I, this looks like it'll be cool. Yeah. But I have no expectation. It's interesting. So maybe this is just a thing, but on Intergalactics, um, oh, this is TV. This is a show? Yeah. Well, that actually makes me a little more excited. <laughs> that I mean, that's so bizarre that like you're like looking at this going, yeah, this looks like a, a movie. But yeah, well, it, it was weird because I was looking here and it just lists him as creator. Yeah. Yeah. I think the story is by him. See, it's weird because it's also this is listed as just one episode. So I don't know if the, this is there's weirdness around this. I It's breaking breaking molds. It's breaking molds. It's a streaming yeah. thing on yeah. Netflix. That's all we can possibly say about yeah. it. Uh, look up the trailer, though, because it's really interesting. Look up it's all really these trailers. Be- it's really beautiful. This one's yeah. a beautiful trailer. Um, and Spider-Verse is the first thing I thought of. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Definitely inspired. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, something else that came out of D23, but yeah, was so smaller. And I Our next three, I feel like, will be kind of quick hits. All came definitely. out of D23. Um, yeah kind of non stories but but there's something here curiosities yeah <laughs> yes yes uh the first being werewolf by night which is directed by michael giacchino who is like the yeah the composer of like of everything. everything you've yeah. ever heard of he's which basically is really the new john williams yeah <laughs> pretty much um, um an amazing amazing composer i don't think he's really directed anything he's done small things here and there yeah. but um this looks like just a straight up throwback to like super old horror, like the universal monsters horror, yeah. you know? And I don't know what to make of this. I think it looks really cool. That's pretty much it. I don't have expectation yeah, it, on this. It feels very grindhouse. <laughs> um super grindhouse. But also this is a Marvel property. It is. Yeah. Like which like uh, okay. Like I don't I, I like <laughs> uh, Yeah, it was so- <laughs> so weird i i mean i don't know if werewolf by night is like a uh you know a comic series or something or where this is coming from my initial 
reaction when I started watching this is like, oh, this is how we're introing vampires into the MCU. Mm. But that doesn't really even make sense. But right, it's weird. I don't know what to make of this. I don't either. I don't know where this came from. I don't. I don't. I. I mean, the, so the 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 synopsis that we got is a secret group of monster hunters gather at Bloodstone Castle following the death of their leader and engage in a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, which will bring them face to face with a dangerous monster. So it's like, okay. I mean, that's my thing. Like it's Werewolf like, by Night is a Marvel comic. Yeah, but like, like this feels like a Blade precursor. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, Monster Hunters. Yeah, like that was his, which like, if this is how they, if they do that, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. But I am into this to begin with. It is. Yeah. It's interesting that you say it's Michael Giacono because in this trailer, do you remember, is there any real dialogue? Like, so it's titled Marvel Studios Special Presentation Werewolf by Night. I'm like, I feel like this is going to be a silent film. Dude, if they do that, I would be so in. I mean, I'm already in, yeah. but I would be... <sighs> like a silent film that has a Michael Giacano score behind yes. it would be kind of incredible. There's dialogue. Never mind. Damn it. I just watched part of it. <laughs> But it's very classical. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very like, either way, it's going to be. It's going to be an interesting. Yeah. And it's coming in like three weeks. Yeah. So we don't have to wait long. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll check it out. I've got Disney Plus. Yeah. So. In a dramatic shift from that. Yes. We also got a trailer for. Holiday theme. Holiday still. theme. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. No. Uh, we have a trailer for the Santa Clauses. A different nightmare before Christmas. Yes. Yes. Um starring Starring Tim Allen. He's back. He's I do like the Santa Claus movies. I will put that out there. Um I like the first Santa Claus fair. movie. They go off the rails so fast. Yeah, with the Mrs. Claus. But the first one yeah. is actually yeah, it's it's yeah, it's I guess. I can see a market for this. I can see a market for it, but like is it going to be good? Like, probably not. I don't know. The fact that Peyton Manning's in it is very weird. Is it not? I, just, I don't know if he's in it or if that's just like the trailer. Part of the marketing. You know? um, I, mean, I mean, the, the I concept is can. Santa's going to retire and needs a new Santa. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I guess. I'm not super hyped for it. I guess. I'm kind <laughs> of. I feel like I will watch it. I will watch at least the first couple out of curiosity. But yeah, with so much, this is not marketed to me. No, no, no. Um, with so but much, another one yeah. where, where I'm like, who is this for? Because it should be for us. I mean, well, no, I don't think so. I think this is more aimed at like, you know, nine, ten year olds. It is, but like, do they know who Tim Allen is? Hey, it's Santa. You don't need to know who Tim Allen is. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's fair, but I'm like, this is very much like you see. This feels like it's like a nostalgia for the parents to pull them yeah. in and then the and then get the kids that's fair i think <laughs> oh my god i can't believe this is real yep so november 16th guys the yep. santa clauses um in a very similar vein we get national treasure more national treasure in a series called national treasure the edge of history premiering december 14th 
which um, I love National Treasure, yeah. like unapologetically. Yeah. I love both of the movies. I think they're actually really, really good. Um, this looks nothing like National Treasure, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't know really why it doesn't feel like National Treasure. I mean, Harvey Keitel is back, yes. which like, okay. Justin Bartha is back, which like, okay. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, this doesn't feel right. Like, it doesn't feel like the tone is right. It doesn't feel like any of the pieces are matching to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. What was your thought? My vibe off of this, um, A, shout out to Jess Willis, my wife, for being like, who is this guy in the beginning supposed to be John Voight? And then me having to go, no, that's Harvey Keitel. He was also uh, in the National Treasure movie. Um, <laughs> yes. But this yes. to me, the, the best way I could wrap my head around this is like, this feels like it is a TV show made modeling National Treasure that was made like when National Treasure came out. Like mm. this doesn't have the polish that of like TV of today, I feel like. This feels like it's like it's just, National Treasure is what, like 2008, uh, 2004, 2004 and 2007 for one and two. Um, oh my God. So this okay. feels like, yeah, like they were like, oh, let's make a TV show about National Treasure in 2007. Like it doesn't seem like it has like a high level of storytelling. It doesn't seem like it has like a high level of, um, I won't say like production value, but like a high level of like force behind it like some things that are you know comparatively like to the vibe you get off of andor right you know which and i i will say i feel like it is more set for kids again like this is totally kind of for tweens i would bet is where i'd probably put it totally but yeah i don't know i i wonder if it's going to turn out that um this is nick cage's daughter oh i feel like no well, I guess we're getting National Treasure 3 in 2024, so they can't re- rightly kill yeah. off Nick Cage. Um, sure. But I don't know. It seems it seems more like a Carmen Sandiego than a National Treasure. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I have no beef with either, but yeah. it like if you're going to call it National Treasure, it has to have a very specific feeling to yeah. it. Because it's not that the movies are like amazing; it's that there's something about them that is so endearing yeah. that like I keep going back. And part of it's Nick Cage, yeah. But part of it's just like it's fun, and this seems fun, but it seems like it's too self-aware, yeah. And like maybe that's hindsight because like we know about National Treasure, but yeah. I, I don't know. Well, and it's also I, trying to you know recapture magic from eighteen years ago. Sure, sure. You know, like so. Hard. Harder. Way more stoked about National Treasure 3 than this, but I'm sure I'll check out at least one or two episodes just to see how it is. Something, I guess, in a similar vein. I'm glad you moved this. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The School for Good and Evil, which I didn't know anything about until you put this on the dock, and I was like, oh, okay. And it looks like Harry Potter. (laughs) It looks very much like Harry Potter. Like it looks like Hogwarts, like straight yeah. up, which I don't have a big issue with. Um, and the, the cast is, again, insane. Like, yeah. insane. <laughs> Charlize, Michelle Yeoh, Kerry Washington, I think is in there. Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. This is, I believe, a book series. That would make sense. It seems too specific. As well, from the early 2000s. Okay. 
not early 2000s, early 2010s, uh, 2013, I want to say. Okay. And there's like a bunch of books to it. So like this has the potential to like run for a long time, but this feels very much a um, let's make everything mm-hmm. um, vibe, you know, like, yep. Oh, this somewhat popular. I, I'm I'm speculating on this. I don't know this book series. Like I'm sure there are people that are completely obsessed with it and you know, like good on them. I'm glad they're getting like a show of this. Sure. But yeah, it seems like just a thing that I'm like, it's here. Lots of talent. Lots of thing. I put it in the same kind of vein as like lock and key. I'm like, okay, I know this was a, you know, a, a, a book or something mm-hmm. beforehand. Lock cues comic series, but yeah. like, and we're going to just roll with it. Um, but yeah, I, it seems very, it seems like we're getting very much back into straight up fairy tale stuff. Cause this is yeah. like, yep. Here's, Cinderella and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, princes and princesses, mm-hmm. et cetera, which I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Rehashings of the same stories we've been telling for hundreds yeah. of years. And like, I guess so, that's I coming back, but I don't like it. There's a lot of stuff that's coming. That's like this. I just don't know who's yeah. asking for it is my main thing. I'm like, I don't know yeah. people who are like, this is going to be, you know, something worth watching. Um, it looks so much like Harry Potter. It's kind of, it threw me off. Like the, the wand dueling thing on the big long, I'm like, that's just straight out of Harry Potter. So we'll see. I love everybody involved. It's Paul Feig. So I'm like, you know, that's not someone to just write off, you know? So, uh, yeah, (laughs) I'll check it out. October 21st. So it's coming right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Right on time for Halloween too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, to end this off with the big one. Well, I oh can I yeah. I do want to put like a, a couple other things that we kind of like didn't touch on. Ah, yes. New trailer for Black Adam, mm-hmm. new trailer for Willow, mm-hmm. which talk about something that looks like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Warwick Davis is in it too. So fancy. Yeah, that. new uh Hocus Pocus 2 trailer mm-hmm. um for Halloween. Lots, lots of stuff still coming. There's a movie called The Storied Life of AJ Fickery, mm-hmm. which looks interesting, romantic comedy. Yep. Um, but yeah, like so, so much we could have gone over. Um, yeah. But we had to cut it down a little bit, they say, you know, an hour yeah. or so into the pod. So. <laughs> so lots of stuff. Just go to your favorite trailer YouTube channel and sit there for a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the last one on our list here, Josh? So the last one on our list, which I believe was, I should have checked this. I believe this was my runner up for our most anticipated for the year. Uh, I feel like at this point we need to not look at those so we can just keep speculating wildly. I think you're right. It's a movie that is premiering on J- December 25th and then going wide on January 6th for the Oscar season. Yeah. And uh, it's the wire. called Babylon, directed by the great Damien Chazelle. Uh, yes, who we both are huge fans of. Yes, and is yet another insane ensemble starring Margot Robbie, which I have no yes. issues with, and Brad Pitt. This looks exactly how I was hoping because I knew it was going to be like a nineteen, I think twenties, like romp through I Hollywood. Say, yeah, you know, just basically like either twenties, thirties. Yeah, yeah, not like a love letter to Hollywood, but just like this is the chaos and madness that was what was happening during this time period. Yeah. And it looks amazing. It looks like 
like something Scorsese could have made potentially with the debauchery yeah. and the drugs and the violence and the uh, amazing talent and the script and the, the comedy aspects that are thrown in there. Um, and this is where I'm like, is Brad Pitt better as a supporting than he is as a lead? Because I like... Well, what are you comparing to? I'm comparing him to Bullet Train because that's the last thing I saw him in as a lead. Well, that's the thing. Are you are you comparing him to Bullet Train or are you comparing him to Ad Astra? You know what I mean? I'm like... I know. There's and I didn't, so much that he does. I know. People love to say that he's, he's a character actor and a leading man's like body which yeah i don't 100 percent buy in but i think he works best when he's playing off of people like that's yeah. when he does his thing. i will buy into that 100 percent. yeah so i don't know i'm in on this i think this looks amazing uh, it's exactly what i was hoping for it looks beautiful it looks star-studded it looks like it's going to be well made as only chazelle knows how to do so yes yeah, i'm in I'm I'm excited for this. I mean, it's I feel like this trailer that we got gave us a, a taste, but like yeah. nothing really. You know, it's like here's an atmosphere for you to get excited about and the story will come later. Right. And it's funny because yeah. Chazelle does both the big and the intimate. He does the whiplash. He does the Babylon. Mm -hmm. You know, he does this stuff well. He just understands cinema in a really interesting way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, watch the trailer. It's yeah. amazing. We got we got some and all the save for save yeah, no, everything we just talked about, um, save for secret invasion. Yeah. Uh oh, and the Little Mermaid. Sure. Uh coming up before the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. Because uh, it's September, like mid to late September. Yeah. So like we have tons yeah. of stuff. Three months. Yeah. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good Oscar season. Yes. Lots of we'll have to have an Oscars talk soon because I feel like a lot of the pieces are starting to be put on the board. Definitely. And I think it'll be a really interesting conversation to be like, what's already on the board? Right. Nope's on the board. Top Gun's on the board. Everything everywhere's on the board. Everything everywhere's on the board. Yeah. But Armageddon time's coming. Yes. Amsterdam's coming. Amsterdam's Fable coming. coming. Yes. <laughs> Babylon's coming. It's insane. It's Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Avatar 2, guys. Hot dang. Avatar 2. Avatar 2, man. Dude, I texted you today. I was like... What if we have Top Gun Maverick, Avatar 2, and Black Panther Wakanda in the best picture race? It's not out of the question. Wild. Wild. What a year. So, with that, let's move on to the recommendations, shall we? Yes. Which was themed appropriately, because I knew we were doing yes. trailers today. Uh, so I thought it would be an interesting uh, kind of assignment to figure out or pick a movie that has that we love, that has an iconic, in quotes, because that can mean a bunch of different things, but an iconic or memorable movie trailer to you. And this yes. can mean a whole bunch of different things. Um, yes. And there's a lot on the board. That was, it was hard. And I gave this to you like five hours ago. So yeah. like it's not like. Um, it was one of those ones that I was like, all right, there was a very specific time period in my life where I was like, yep, I watch every trailer, that, not that I don't now, but like, I watch every trailer that comes out and I like, I don't know. It's different than how I am now. I used sure. to download them from Apple. Uh, yes. Apple trailers and like watch them frame by frame in quick time. Yeah. Yes. It's a whole different ballgame than queuing something up on YouTube. So I was going through that time period of my life and trying to land on something. And I landed on something that like I had to go back through 
our previous recommendations and make sure I hadn't. Yeah. And I don't know how I haven't because it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh. But I know the trailer to this so well that uh, as soon as I started thinking about it, I could play the whole thing in my head. Basically, mm-hmm. I'd watched it so many times. And that's a movie from 2008 called In Bruges. Yes, you have mentioned this, but you have not recommended it. I can't believe I've never recommended In Bruges. In Bruges is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. The writing in it is incredible. Martin McDonough, you know, I think I've recommended Seven Psychopaths. Yes. But not In Bruges. Yes. How? It's crazy. Basically, quick plotline, uh, Colin Farrell and Brian Gleason are two uh, hitmen that go and hide until things cool down in Bruges, which is in Belgium. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely, like, so funny, yet so poignant and, like, deals with heavy concepts at the same time that it's incredible. I I mean, like, go watch this. If you haven't seen In Bruges, go watch it right now. What's the matter with you? Um, Really put Martin McDonough in the mainstream, um, who you know now from three billboards Mm -hmm. outside of Ebbing, Missouri, soon to have... uh, Banshees of Inishirin with... Banshees of Inishirin with these same two characters. So excited. Returning to Um, Ireland. Yes. I can't Uh, wait. (laughs) This movie is incredible. And the reason I bring up the trailer is because I think this trailer, unlike so many trailers that we get, accurately like depicts the atmosphere, the comedy, the acting, like the style of this movie throughout its its whole trailer. It's yeah. not like, you know, there's some trailers where you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be like a ac- big action movie. And then you get there and there's like one action scene and the rest of it is like weird yeah. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. You know, this, this trailer is right on point. Um, you get the humor, mm-hmm. you get the action, you get everything. And yes, uh, so good. Really put Colin Farrell into a whole different category for me. A wonderful movie. I need to rewatch that soon. Yeah. Such a good movie. When I came up with, I literally almost started playing it like earlier when I was came across the trailer. I was like, I need to watch the movie. Yeah, right yeah. I need to watch that trailer. I don't think I even know it. Um, I'll send it to you. Hell yeah. Uh, what do you got, Josh? So I struggled with this because I want, I was going, there are tons of horror movies that have classic, mm-hmm. amazing, iconic trailers that I can remember. Um, I'm not doing that though. I'm going completely left field with this because I'm like, I'm not doing a horror movie, but I'm going to do a movie that nobody's going to really expect. It's a movie I haven't seen since 2010, but that doesn't mean that it's bad because I remember it being decent when I watched it. And the trailer is one that I watched. It was an iTunes trailer that for some reason I watched over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's a movie called Morning Glory starring Rachel McAdams Mm. and Harrison Ford and Diane Keaton. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum and Patrick Wilson. Where she's taken over for a... Yeah. Or the... the, Yeah. She's taking over at this new like morning show and basically has to juice it up. She's like hired to make the ratings go up. And the way she does that is she goes to bring back like a legendary news anchor, which is Harrison Ford. And the movie is basically her trying to convince Harrison Ford to come back. And this trailer... I don't know what it is. I rewatched it today and I'm like, oh my God, man, there's something about this trailer. Maybe it's the seeing Harrison Ford in this era of his life. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. the Rachel McAdams because I love her. Maybe it's like there's um, a Natasha Bedingfield song at the very last 15 seconds of this trailer that mm-hmm. I just like it just hits me in a certain way that I, I'll remember this trailer forever. It's not like the greatest movie of all time, but it, it this will yeah. stay with me for a long time. Nice. It's really funny. 
it's really heartfelt. It's really just like a down the middle kind of a rom-com that has a surprising mm-hmm. amount of heart to it. Patrick Wilson is good. Diane Keaton is hilarious in this movie. Harrison Ford is also hysterical in this movie. And he seems like he wants to be there, which is cool, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's a movie I watched a hundred times on my iPod Nano because like, I don't know why. It just nice. showed up on my iPod. And I'm like, this movie looks amazing. So Morning Glory is my recommendation for this week. You can find it on Stars if you have it. If not, I mean... I don't know. Rent it if you want to. <laughs> so yeah. there, there we go. <laughs> In Bruges All right. and Morning Glory. It's quite the pairing. All right. Well, there we go. Well, that'll bring Best us episode home. episode for this week, guys. Yeah. Josh, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on Twitter at joshfuller33. Fuller is spelt with no E. You can also find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at joshjfuller. Letterboxd, you can find all the movies that I watch day to day. And where can people find you Willis. Uh, if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me at Willis Film on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, let's see if I can get through this. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters, on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, and on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, including In Bruges and Morning Glory. Yes. Whew, I did it. Yes, we did it. Yes. That was an episode, guys. Awesome. That was a lot of... Yes. Yeah. Watch all uh, the trailers. We will watch the trailers. Uh, I will try and post um, links to all of them in the show notes. I don't we don't usually you... do a lot of show notes stuff, but... I, say, I don't think you have I'll... to do that, but... I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't go crazy. <laughs> if you look at the show notes right now and you don't see any links, uh, go to YouTube. Yes. And uh, I will... I'll, I'll say this. I will at least put... All of the ones that we talked about oh. by name, so you can look them up. Uh, okay. Maybe not links, but they'll be there. Yes. Unless I forget when I post this. Nice. And that'll do it. <laughs> that'll I'm excited for it. movies. Yes. And like those are all just new trailers that came out. There's still so much great stuff coming that we already know about. Yeah. And as we know, some studios don't release trailers until like the week it comes out. So it's true. Who knows? It's true. Who knows? Two weeks to blonde. I know. Oh my God. Oh my so God. Excited. I can't wait. That was on my top five. Yes, it was. It's I think that was my heater. number one. It yeah. was. It's going to be here. Um, all, all right. right. Um, end of pod.